On this episode of the Autumn Winbacks, we talk about the Darren Waller trade to the Giants, what that said about the drama inside the locker room. We break down Raiders free agency signings. Every single player signed the last few days, we break down. Derek Carr opens up on the Saints trade. We talk about roster strategy and which porn star should Jimmy Garoppolo start dating. And we love when you subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. The uh, Happy New Year. Happy new league year. Yeah, it's uh, New Year's Day. New Year's Day, officially. It's been the, the new league year for the last uh, three, hours, three and a half hours. Ish. So, yeah, for uh, recording it on Wednesday afternoon. And uh, it's free agency time. The tampering window began on Monday. So Monday, Tuesday, today. Basically three days into the real nitty-gritty. I like the fondling window. It's a fondling window. Yeah, you get to kind of fiddle a little bit without yeah, really getting, without committing, like you know? Cut. Hands are used for fondling, not for putting a ring on it. There it is. Underrated sports time right now. No one ever thinks like early, like early mid March is like a good sports time. But you've got free agency, hockey and basketball are in full swing. March Madness about to kick off. Most importantly, the NCAA wrestling championships start this weekend. The greatest sporting event every single year. Yeah, underrated sports time tearing up the uh, the ratings. The uh, the finals do good numbers. Everything else is just it's just like me and twelve other dudes with cauliflower ear just <laughs> masturbating just violently to the greatest huh? wrestling three days. You guys, you uh, figure ex wrestlers always have to use this shit. They can't use the earbuds. They gotta use like a huh? I can't hear you. <laughs> I uh, this there's this uh, company that does like we're like all the broadcasting I do for like UFC and Sirius and shit. So many dudes have to get like custom earpieces, and they're like. And normal ears, like they fit great. They're like they're like, it's like they're, they're, they're like small, but they go like deep into your ear, but perfectly. And then with all these fighters, it's just like a little like pin, just like it's a pin. Yeah, that's all it is. Just, just like a scraggly pin that looks like it's drunk, just kind of like trying to like weave it into their ear, it's like a duck here because it has this fucking fucking girl all around and shit. Just, just broken, just broken ear. Anyone pain. who doesn't get that joke, just Google how ducks procreate and you'll see how the ducks male male duck dick is fucking all over the place yes do that and please do it on a work computer it's highly, highly recommended educational total tell them soto said it was okay so uh question of the day we'll put the question down in the comment section pen because i'm very curious about your answer i have put a lot of thought into this question of the day like literally the last like day and a half jimmy garoppolo signed sealed delivered three-year deal he will be with the Raiders um at least one year at least one year and uh we know how uh Jimmy G rolls right porn star Mia you know he what he likes ladies that are entertaining right he knows what he likes and I I'm I'm happy for him so now that he's in Las Vegas he's officially Jimmy G string I mean it is going to be he is going the the entire city is going to be pregnant the AVN Awards, I think, is going to be their front row. He's got more. He's got more control than that. I think. I don't think like it's not. I don't think it's a matter of just him just like 
his chick with his head cut off, slinging dick around. It's just like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going for. Good for him. Good for him. So the question of the day, which porn star should Jimmy Garoppolo date since he will inevitably date one of these fine professional actresses once he enters Sin City? Uh, Soto, I know you've been doing your research on this topic. I got a couple answers. Like speaking if, of work computers, if he's if he's dating like one of those like kind of fake porn stars, like those like IG model, you know, fakey, like oh yeah, look at me, go look at my OnlyFans or whatever, and it's just them. Oh god, I hope not. I hope he goes pro. Yeah, and it's amateur shit. If it was me, my amateur would be Cindy Tran. Okay, is she, is her last name because? She used to be a he? No. Cindy okay. Tran is her name. You can look her up. She's on everything. Because if that's what you're into, Soto, that's fine. I just didn't know that no. about you. Actually, I'm on this yellow fever kick for a while now. Okay. Uh, wow, that's a big change. Because I thought yeah. you were just like huge asses. And no, not, I mean... Well, not to racially, racially stereotype. Cindy has got a huge ass. Uh, if, if we're going full-fledged porn star, I'm going to go with Jade Kush. Okay. That's not the name you sent me. Yeah, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? That's not me. I just took the name out of the hat. So I pulled this. Oh, yeah. Gabriel Lopez. Gabriel Lopez is who you told me earlier. And I looked her up. That's a terrible picture of her, by the way. Huh? That's a terrible picture. Well, it's the only one where she's fully clothed that I can put on this. Here, let me send you one of Cindy (laughs) Tran. I I got one of her taking two Ds that I think made her look much more flattering. But I don't know if it would work for this. So uh, I, I went along the same lines. Clearly, he likes MILFs. He likes big tits. He likes work done. He likes the pros. Kendra Lust. So yeah, totally. I think he'd like Kendra Lust. All that facial work, bro. I just can't do it. He likes it. I think he likes it. I mean, just based, based off what he likes. Like, this isn't for me. This isn't for you, Soda. We're doing this for our QB1, right? What will make him happy? What will keep him keep his mind right and his, his legs fresh? So I went with Kendra Lust. One, because I know for a fact she lives in Vegas. I've seen her at UFC Apex multiple times. Saw her on Saturday. She was at Power Slap Saturday. So I don't, I don't know if that changes your feeling about terrible, the league. Dude. She, uh, she does a podcast with a UFC fighter, so she knows bro- she knows like the broadcasting world. And you go like MILF because she's not like party MILF. I want her to be home in like in an apron, nothing underneath, a healthy dinner on the table when he comes back from a hard, hard day working, hard day at the game, right? Like win or lose, she's there, hair's done nice little BJ to get things going. Let's put you to bed early. We're not going out. I want that type of porn star for Jimmy G. I think that's what's best for us. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I just... I think I can see it. I would be disappointed if that was the one he went with. Here, look, look at this picture I just sent you. Put that, Pull that up. It's it's okay. It's safe. I'm not on a work computer. It doesn't have to be a safe one. No, but I mean for the show. Oh. Uh, it's sending me like a warning. Don't go to this page. That's nah, not true. <laughs> it is. Tophustler.com. I didn't send that. Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. I'm into this girl. Yeah, Cindy Tran, bro. I don't, that's not his style. Again, that's so my do, style. This is, hey, look, this if, isn't anyone, if anyone's seen Cindy Tran, tell her I'm looking for her. Guys. Dude, you're the what you're the dude who you're the dude who like goes like Christmas shopping and ends up just getting like nine things for himself as opposed to like doing what Look, the homework man, assignment was. Don't 
don't don't hate that because so you can either be like Soto and just say Jimmy G should date the porn star you like, or you can be like me and be like, all right, I feel if, like this is what's best for Jimmy Garoppolo. If I know somebody, if I know somebody who's going to date a porn star, I'm going to want to live vicariously through them. I'm going to want Jimmy Garoppolo to be at 100. percent but maybe I just love the Raiders more. There is your question of the day. Which porn star should Jimmy G-String date when he inevitably dates a porn star in Las Vegas? So we did a whole live video on uh, on YouTube with Jimmy G signing. Did about an hour. Um, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, for people on the pod, not on YouTube, but on the pod, um, I've had, you know, a day to kind of digest it. Um, I can kind of see what, Nick Ziegler is doing. He's less consistent than I remembered. Like I was thinking, okay, no flash, no deep ball, but he won't screw up. Like remember when he had, he had two safeties in one game against, I think it was against the chiefs. He had two safeties in one game, one where he stepped back, like literally out of bounds. stepped out of bounds and then threw a pick six. Like <laughs> the safety saved him from throwing a pick six in his own end zone. Like, Terrible. okay, this isn't, this isn't like, a mistake-free, solid guy, right? Like, he's not not this, like, that. But he, he, he throws a lot of in-routes, which McDaniels loves, right? Like, uh, posts, slants, like, he can hit those, hit those pretty well. Um, pocket awareness, still an issue. He likes to kind of just, like, float and disappear. Like, won't step up in the pocket, which is kind of weird. I think that's why he's got kind of a noodly arm, because he doesn't, like, he doesn't plant. Like, mm -hmm. he just kind of throws listlessly. Um, but he knows how to command an offense, right? And this should be an offense with amazing weapons that he just is the general over, as opposed to the superstar over. I still would have rather had Stidham. I would have rather had the money and see what the upside of Stidham was. But I can see what they're doing with Garoppolo. And uh, from this point forward, I'll be optimistic. Until proven otherwise, or until he's in a wheelchair because he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, man. It's just that's why I get so aggravated, especially especially with freaking Rory, man. It's like every single day, it's like these guys suck because of this. These guys suck, because, dude. First off, it's like the first day of the league year. Number one, we haven't we haven't done our draft yet. We haven't had the second wave of free agency. We haven't even played a game yet. And you're already just like constantly just and, and here's a huge problem that I have. It's like in society. They have blue pills like, for it. When you're in the middle and you're truly in the middle, mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm not praising these guys for what they're doing, and I'm not shitting on them for what they're doing. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. let's see how this plays out. When you're not on one side or the other, every opposing side thinks you're on the other side and they mm -hmm. constantly barrage you with shit. And I'm just sitting here like, well, let's see what happens. Let's see how things work out. Let's see what they do from here. Let's see who they draft. You know, free agency is fairly new. And it's like bang, 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 bang. Almost like an accusatory thing. Like I work in the front office for the fucking Raiders. Chill. Well, and, it, and it also polarizes you because you feel like you got to push back to another side. Right. Well, like and, I feel like you anytime hate I push. Yeah. And anytime I push back to say, hey, just fucking chill. Like or give it like, hey. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Here's an opposing point of view to kind of level it out. It's almost like, oh, well, you're on that side. And it's like, dude, no, I'm not. I never said I was freaking super pumped up with what they're doing, but I don't know yet. You, you also take personal, like anytime there's a critique on Dave Ziegler or Josh McDaniels, like you take it a little more personal, like it's an attack on you or. I feel fired. like it is. 
I feel like, like it is. Where it's like ob- objectively, Soto, that tandem hasn't done great. And it's like, look, here's these these things they haven't done well. You know, this next season, let's see. Hopefully, they turn it around. That's what we're obviously we're all trying to be optimistic. Off season is time for optimism. Off season is optimism time, right? And so you're you're hoping. If this like, is the oh, optimism, if this is Rory optimistic, then we're in trouble. That really got, gave him a lot to be optimistic about, right? I mean, well, there's nothing. There's nothing has really happened. Well, we got our we got our quarterback. We got, I mean, yeah, we got a quarterback. quarterback traded away similar. Waller, so like, there's been. Moves. Look, we know moved. that they should. Have, we know why they should have traded away Waller, and it was why it was the right move. My, my point. My point being, there's enough on the resume of Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler as head of the Raiders to be like, okay, here's the things I like. Here's the thing I don't like. I can start to kind of feel how they are in 2023 as a GM and head coach. I, I don't think that's unfair. I don't think now, that's unfair either. Now, they moving forward is what we do next. So. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's our QB one. Um, it 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 does feel like McDaniel's and Ziegler do have a plan right now. Not that it's the right plan or it's going to work or that's what I would do or whatever. But I do feel the semblance of a plan, and Jimmy Garoppolo fits is is a puzzle piece that I think fits into what they're trying to do. So at least at least I see a semblance of a plan, even if it's maybe not. All that exciting because there really hasn't been like yeah I admit Jimmy Garoppolo when you sign Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback you're like you're not excited you're like it's not like getting Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson or like you know whatever it may be you're just kind of like okay he is he is a quarterback mm-hmm. we have we had we signed a quarterback got it dude honestly like the only the only huge difference from my eyes is the injury history. Mm-hmm. As far as being able to freaking manage a team and run an offense, I don't see a huge difference from what we had in the past to what we have now. That is a huge thing, though. That's a big if, if he can stay healthy. That's a huge if, and I'm I'm not downplaying that whatsoever. As far as the player, I don't see a huge difference. Now, they may do things a different way, but you're not, you can't tell me that Jimmy G. He 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 started on a team that was 0-8. They were god awful. Mm. All right. And you know, he was a big reason why an 0-8 team started winning. So it's not like he can't go out there and win games. He can't go out there and lead an offense. So I don't see there being a huge difference from year to year. It's just okay, it's a stopgap. We're not spending a ton of money. And it, it to me, it kind of signals a change into the guard. This is a, a transitional guy, almost like a transitional champion. Mm-hmm. You have a, the, the main guy, and then, like, you know, you had your Muhammad Ali's and all these guys. Then you kind of had your Larry Holmes's dude in the middle, and then the Mike Tyson came a few years later. Like, yeah. that's kind of the progression that we're looking at here. Well, you hated our last quarterback, so if you think he's about the same, plus injuries, you're going to really hate him this season. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not either. I, I just, but I just, what you're saying is like he's as good as the last guy, just gets hurt way more. Like, no, I didn't say he's as good. I said I don't see there being a lot, a big difference. What I do see that that I think is more encouraging is we don't see like the the peaks and valleys. We're not mm-hmm. going to get those, you know, scoreless second halves. I don't think we're going to see that. I don't think we've seen that too much. I think it's a little more steady. And when you have weapons like the kind that we have, steady is. Pretty damn good, steady, smart, experienced. You know that's, it, it, and, and that's kind of what I characterize him at quarterback. Yeah, 
and that's, and that's what I characterized him at when I talked about him too. But he he has colossal screw ups too. Like yeah, he got, does. Every, he's got some colossal, you know, that, colossal fuck ups. Which let's see if he can. I mean, what, what did I what, what what did I say last year? If we keep, I don't mind keeping Carr for another year at the same money he made last year. Yeah. If he's making a ton more money, it's not worth it. He's just yeah. not. He is cheaper than what we would have been paying Carr this season. So that's definitely one thing he's got over him. Uh, well, plenty of time to break down Jimmy G throughout the course of this offseason, preseason, regular season, etc. But one guy we won't be talking about a whole lot more is Darren Waller. Traded to the New York Giants for the third pick, 100th overall. Um, had to do it in a situation where he had to go. The screw-up was paying him a season early. like, And then now was playing catch-up. So the Raiders yeah. dug a hole by paying him a season earlier than they had to. And they got themselves out of this hole, but that was a screw up. Like they were offered a, a two last season for Waller. Um, if they wanted to move on last season, cause now he's had back-to-back injury years, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't after the back-to-back thousand you know, yard seasons. If they wanted to move on from that would have been the time. Um, if they wouldn't have paid him then this'd be much easier, much better situation, mm-hmm. uh, but they had to do it, had to do it. Um, you dig yourself in a hole, you got to dig yourself out. And they did that here by trading him to the Giants for a third. Yeah, definitely paying him a year early was a huge mistake. As far as not trading him last year, when the, the trade deadline was coming up, he was supposedly supposed to be just about coming back. Mm-hmm. And we were still technically, you know, had a chance to make the playoffs. So I can mm-hmm. see why they didn't do it last year. And then he ended up missing like three more games. And we're like, okay, this fucking guy. Just got worse. He just, it's, look. There's there's been a lot of talk, personally, privately, certainly production wise. But there's been a lot of stuff. I'm sure you can go online and fucking find all the shit you need to find out. But it's it's a distraction you don't need. Mm-hmm. It definitely a distraction you don't need. As far as the player himself, he hasn't been himself for two full seasons now. Yeah, he hasn't been. He he was that dude. He was like, okay, this guy could be really good. He had that 103 crash year. And then shitty year, shitty year. So we've talked about it. We talked about it last week. Um, him and the divide with Darren, uh, Max Crosby, how they both had the wedding on the same day. It seemed really weird. It seemed like there was a divide going on. And then now that he's gone, funny how it works out, some of the news starts to come out. Vic Tafer of The Athletic, one of, in my opinion, one of the best beat writers for like, covering the Raiders. The trade comes 10 days after Darren Waller's wedding to Aces guard Kelsey Plum. That is literally 100% of the WNBA players I know now, Kelsey Plum. The timing is only interesting because Josh McDaniels accidentally leaked the news of his wedding to reporters at the NFL Scouting Combine. Waller was upset with McDaniels when Las Vegas Review-Journal posted a story announcing the wedding was scheduled later in the week. The couple had not publicly announced their plans to get married. Kind of weird that that's what could cause a rift between player and coach. It's just fucking bullshit. I like paper, but this is a total fucking jerk-off right here. And then this happened. Robert Griffin III tweeted, Darren Waller just got married to Kelsey Plum, Las Vegas Aces, and Josh McDaniels' wedding president was to trade him to the New York Giants. McDaniels is not a romantic. Kelsey Plum subtweets, probably because he wasn't invited to the wedding. So Kelsey Plum comes in at a left field and decides to chat about it. See, this bullshit is what feeds, like, this conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. Like, they were, they've been looking to trade waller since the end of last year like after last season we're like okay this guy's gotta go yeah 
it, nothing to do with him getting married or or any of that shit. And the fact that this no name, whoever her face is, is butting in and starting to freaking throw shade, that further confirms that we made the right move because we don't need that kind of energy in our locker room. Yeah, I feel like a Yoko Ono vibe coming out yeah, of Kelsey no, Plum. No, no, and no. the reason why I probably wasn't invited because uh, he was at Max Crosby's wedding. <laughs> God, that fucking forehead is brutal, bro. Right? That forehead is brutal. Look up Andre James back there. He was there at the wedding. I don't know who these two guys are. Not football players. But this is more and more like it it just oozes. Max Crosby did the wedding for like announced, you know, made their wedding first, like made the date first, booked it first. Waller did it later, exact same day. For why, who knows? Everyone went to the Max one. No one went to the Waller one because they probably said they were going to that one. Max seems like he's kind of got the team more behind his, you know, on his shoulders a little bit, a little more tighter with the rest of the team. And now Kelsey's kind of doing the, well, you can't break it with me because I'm dumping you first type of thing. Saying he yeah, you were already traded, ho. Sorry. Which definitely sounds like, not to like over-exaggerate a relationship, but if you have a football player, you want like a steady partner as a fan. As a fan, you want your football players to have steady partners. We just did the whole milk thing, right? Like, Dude, give me one that's going to be not going to take, not partying, not going crazy, like at home, like a, a steady, you know, like bro, all the, but like you never heard anything crazy from Derek Carr's wife. She's never chirping in about shit. He never like felt like there was problems at home. Like, you know, not to be sexist here, but like as a fan, what do I want my, my starting quarterback to have at home? Stability. stability. I want stability, happiness. A safe place where he can unwind a little bit and 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 be be a QB one of the NFL, which is one of the most stressful jobs you can have. Kelsey Plum is not that. She's she is definitely not, not that. that. And you know what? Look, I'm not saying everybody has to be that, mm -hmm. but if you're gonna if you're gonna have a very selfish centric career, basically you have to eat a certain way. You have to train a certain way. You have to rest a certain way. You have to rehab a certain way to in order to keep. And this is an all year round thing. I think these guys take like what? Most of these guys take like a couple of weeks, three weeks, a month off. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is the month to take off before you start getting ready and ramping up for OTAs and, and training camp and all that stuff. So they usually take like March off, right? Mm -hmm. And then they get right back on it. So you need to have that stability there. And if you got somebody, and if maybe, I'm not saying, I don't know Darren Waller. I've never met him before. But if you're somebody who can be influenced and you have maybe somebody who's barking negative the whole time or just hyping up negative the whole time and not, not being that counterbalance mm -hmm. to maybe some not positive thoughts, it can definitely steamroll for sure. And this chick seems like, I don't know, man. Fucking say we trade her ass to the fucking Liberty, whatever the hell's in New York. Look, if you're Darren Waller and you have uh, a history of addiction in a city like Las Vegas, if anybody needs some more stability in their life, whether it be in you know yeah, family member, better, man. a bride, a girlfriend, a butt, like whatever, like that's someone who should really have some stability in their life. It doesn't seem like she's it's her. And one more thing on the topic. We got some shit for covering this. Like, oh, you guys, TMZ gossip column bullshit. Like, look. Real life affects real sports. We are like Darren Waller is a really good chance he's traded because of all the shit we covered. We covered this last week before anyone else was because it's important because it affects real life. This like, oh, it's just TMZ drama. Like 
we don't touch any, really any of the drama that we hear about what's going on with the Raiders, unless it affects. Dude, we got so much fucking info that we don't even even um, talk about. It affects what's happening on the field. It's like, yeah, we don't really need to get into it. So we got into it a week early before anyone else did because we saw this coming. And did we get in? Did we go in depth, or did we kind of just like, dude, this this is this, this. Look out for this, and then we moved on. But whatever, people want to talk and let them talk. Just get my name right, spell it right. Well, with free agency fully underway, um, the barrage of signings is going on. Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously the first one and big one as QB1. But outside of that, the Raiders have been kind of like bargain bin shopping. Not a lot of splashy signings, just kind of dudes re-signing some guys, picking up some new guys, a lot of expats as part of it. So we're going to go through each and every one of the signings and re-signings um, semi-quickly. Some... Certain signings tell us some things. Certain signings are just kind of whatever. So we'll go through them all. Um, I would say the the biggest splash since Garoppolo is Jacoby Myers. Uh, off the Raider or uh, off the Pats three year deal, thirty three million dollars, twenty one million guaranteed. Pretty pretty expensive signing for a guy who hasn't cracked a thousand yards receiving. Yeah, I mean, look. It's it's not a bad deal considering like like what Aguilar got two two years ago. Yeah, he got a bigger he got more money preseason and everything than than this one was. This is in line with the the top free agent receivers. He's was probably the best receiver available in a pretty weak receiver free agent class. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was telling you before the show, the numbers he put up. He's not a number one receiver. It's just not mm-hmm. who he is. But for the Pats, he was. He was a number one guy. And um, I, I I like to see him put up the, what, he can, what he can put up against other teams' number two corners because he was going against the number one corners his whole career, and that's not who he is. Is uh, he's, he's, There's nothing dazzling about him, but a pretty solid position guy. Solid, great hands. Solid possession I mean, receiver. Is he a player? You keep saying you want players. No. Not a player? Okay. No, he's not a player. The other part of this is he played um, 65% of his snaps in the slot where that's where Hunter plays. Does this mean Hunter is next on the trade block? Or do you think they'll just rotate these two playing outside? Is one going to be in, is he going to be inside and Hunter's going to be outside? Are they going to try to make Jacoby an outside guy? That's what I'm curious about. How they're going to have two guys that are very like him and Hunter Renfro are cut from the same cloth the thing is i don't see the injuries last year being a huge detriment to hunter's game because he's a hard worker mm-hmm. he does a lot of things and um he plays special teams and um i still see him sticking around um i don't i think that that was kind of something that hurt waller was maybe he was looked at as somebody who isn't as focused on football as he needs to be, especially during the season. He dropped a mixtape when he was out hurt. Like, come on, you know? Uh, Hunter comes out with a rap album next season. Cause for concern. I'm buying it. If he's if he, if Hunter comes out with a rap album, you're like, okay, those concussions he got last season are still there. Yeah, he still has some freaking lingering I'm, effects. I'm still wrong. Well, at least we know um, he's thrown a touchdown pass in Allegiant Stadium. 
when he was on the Pats. Throwing <laughs> throw Chandler, Chandler Jones. So he's already got that going for him. He's already got a touchdown. Yeah, we've pass already won a game because of him, man. Yeah, he's already he's already causing the Raiders to go one and zero in games that he's been in with the Raiders. Love it. Um, the other part about this is Juju Smith-Schuster signed a three-year deal worth thirty-three million with the Pats, and Jacoby Myers subtweeted, "Cold world, lol." It seems like the Pats prefer Judah Jacoby like straight up, like basically like two similar deals. It's just like, nope, we have you. We've had you. You know, you've got your key card already. You know where everything is. But we'd rather have this other guy that dances on people's logos over you for the exact same thing, which normally that gives me cause for concern because Bill Belichick, um, one of his greatest strengths is he knows his roster. He's so good at like getting the most out of like undrafted dudes. He knows like kind of right when guys are about to decline. That's when he moves on from them. He's really, really good at stuff like that. So if this were any other position and it's like, okay, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler got Belichick's cast off and Belichick got his guy. I'd be like, shit, that's not a good sign. Except at wide receiver. Belichick, he can't draft wide receivers well. He rarely ever picks up in free agency wide receivers. Like, even when they got Randy Moss, that was Tom Brady. Like, get this guy, pay this guy. Like, that was a lot of Tom Brady pushing for it. You mentioned Nelson Aguilar earlier, just like how bad of a deal that Like, we called it too. We're like, yeah, another guy that Derek Carr made look better than he was. He's going to get overpaid again. You know, some guys going to get overpaid. It's like, all right, this is the one position where it's like, okay, we did opposite of what Belichick wants. I feel good. I'm glad we did. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. I, I look at the numbers and I see like his drop rate is like elite. It's like four yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no problem with this signing. Did we need a, a number two receiver? Yeah, we actually did need a number two receiver. If you're if you're going to d- identify Renfro as like a slot guy in a three receiver set, yeah, I don't think we were going to re-sign Mac because I think with how he played last year, he was going to want a little bit too much money. Um, and you got Jacoby Myers, who is younger, uh, and you know, can play just as well, if not better. And you have that comfort level with them. Um, uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, another wide receiver Raiders picked up Philip Dorsett reached an agreement with the Raiders, the former Colts' first round pick. Also played for Seahawks, Jags. Oh, shocking Patriots, another Patriots guy that Josh McDaniels wants. 151 career catches, 2,000 yards, 12 touchdowns over his career. But the big thing, the big reason why the Raiders picked him up, 4.3340. The he's, need the speedster, he's a speedster that we needed. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if he still plays special teams. He's been in the league a little while. Mm-hmm. He might still play special teams. I'm not sure. But definitely um, the, the the stretch the field that we we weren't we weren't we didn't have last year. And it's and there's there's a handful of just kind of like miscellaneous speedsters, like wide receivers in the NFL that they're more track athletes, like they're not great route runners. You know, they obviously they, they they're Ferraris, right? They break down yeah. a lot, they can't do a whole lot, but that speed is just you just can't teach it. Like I can't coach you to be to run four three three. And so we need that to stretch the field a little bit. And as amazing as Devontae Adams is, he looks faster than he is. He's really not a crazy speedster. Hunter Renfro's got wiggle, but also but not just like a burner. This is the burner. Just one guy, run a go route, take the safety with you, so everything opens up underneath. So I get why we signed him. The details I haven't seen yet of his contract. Can't imagine it's anything crazy. Like the I sure hope not. 
Next up. Oh, hey, defense. Shocking. Ex-Steelers linebacker Robert Spillane. Two-year deal worth nine mil with over four million guaranteed. Uh, decent run stopper. Trash in pass coverage. He's basically like a really, really poor man's Denzel Perryman. He started, he's he started combined 16 games in a five-year career. He's been an off and on dude. 27-year-olds, 79 combined tackles, 52 solo in 16 games with five starts last season with the Steelers. Um, just another standard issue run stopper. Just a guy. He's a guy. jag. Just a guy. Just a guy. But he's getting like starter-ish money. No, no. I mean, that's low, low end starter money, rotational guy at linebacker. I mean, he's a guy that's going to play at that at that money. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you're Denzel, wanted probably close to to that per year. Yeah, I, th- I think Denz- I think Denzel in this scheme and what he wanted and, and kind of what he deserves in another system. You're moving on, but seems a little pricey. For the player, for like a dude I had to Google. Uh, right. I had no idea who he was. No clue. His his claim to fame is he tackled Derrick Henry once. <laughs> like you look he him like, up. He he lit he, he lit his tits. Hit him. I'm not gonna lie. He hit him good. But that's like his claim to fame. Is he like he got one he had a really good goal line stand against Derrick Henry? But all right, another run stuffer. Plays rundowns, certain matchups. Okay. Just a jag. Just a guy. Also in defense, a guy that we didn't have to look up. Safety, Marcus Epps, two-year, $12 million deal, $8 million guaranteed, 27. Started all 20 games for the NFC Championship Philadelphia Eagles last season. And now he'll cash in. Pretty good payday. This is another in a long line of Raiders getting one of the worst players on a great defense. Um, he was the worst DB on the Eagles defense, but it was an amazing defense, right? It was an incredible DB core. And so you're kind of hoping that some of that magic he brings with him, but it's generally the other way, right? It's yeah. you're surrounded by amazing players. So it takes a lot of responsibility off of your shoulders and you get to shine another dangerous signing. I was very underwhelmed by this. It's, we Our secondary was probably the, the weakest position group. And uh, we, I mean, I just, I don't know, man. It's like they're 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 doing the exact opposite of all want what I wanted them to do. They're they're going m- mid game hunting. That's what they're doing <laughs> right now. They're hunting for wabbits instead of elk. Terrible. <laughs> Just guys to plug in the system. You know, when you need a play to be made, they're not going to make a huge play. They're going to make the smart whatever play. And it's like you need to make you need to make turnovers, man. You, these guys aren't screaming turnovers. It's like when you're on the rebound and you're you go to the bar scene and you're just like, give me two tits, a hole, and a heartbeat. That's all I want. Just give me, just give me a whatever. That's kind of what this first few days of free agency is. It's just like, just they have a pulse. They know football. They play the position. Let's throw them in. Bar, it's bargain bin shopping. Uh, no more again defense, which we need. So I guess that's a silver lining. Brandon Faison, back to the Raiders. Uh, contract term still pending. Remember, he was on the Raiders, and then last year he went with Gus Bradley to the Colts. He signed a one-year, four million dollar deal last season, and he got pulled. Isaiah Rogers um, took his spot, so he was benched. Not a good sign. 
Um, hopefully he can play better in this system. But if he got one year, four million last season, it's probably half that this season since probably he half got that. benched. So again, just a body. He knows where the mess hall is. Like yeah, he knows where security the knows, he knows where the security park. knows who he is. You know? He knows where to park. He's good. Yep. Um, and that's all the free agent signings. Um, now time for the re-signings. You were doing cartwheels when you heard this news. Jesus. Offensive tackle, Brandon Parker, one year, one and a half million dollar deal worth up to four million with incentives. At least it's dirt cheap. I mean, he was supposed to be the starter last year. Yep. So they've seen enough of this guy to, to say this guy is our starting right tackle. Mm-hmm. He got hurt, didn't play the entire year. We had a patchwork going in there. Um, now he's getting paid to like like a jag, like a right tackle, one point five million. Uh, the other de- the other monies is, are probably um, roster bonuses and like game bonuses per game bonuses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he plays more, or whatever. But it just whatever, man. It is what it is. I'm not super excited about this. But would you rather have him or Jermaine Illuminar? It's fucking toss up. It, they're, yeah. they're both they're both blad to me. You don't prefer one or the other? No, no, shitty. No, I mean I wouldn't say they're shitty, but I don't know. I I just I'm trying to stay. I'm trying to like sit back and not think about it too much and not overthink mm-hmm. because I don't know what the whole package looks like. I just I've never been a fan of Brandon Parker. I think I think him and Illuminar have a lot of the same issues, penalty issues, mental mistakes, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's when you when when you're one fifth of a group, right? You know, and you make a lot of mistakes, you 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 drag the rest of the group down with you. And uh, I don't a line know, is a line is like a chain, right? You're only as strong as your weakest link, and it's yeah. And and Parker definitely is going to be that. Uh, another signing, no brainer. Uh, Jakob Johnson. Another one-year deal, our fullback back on the roster. Seems to make sense. I don't think a lot of, you know, no one's breaking down the door to get him. Um, obviously, uh, Josh McDaniels likes him. Great locker room guy, solid fullback, right? He's going to he'll be your lead blocker, and that's about it, right? And also kind of, you know, what worked last season for Josh Jacobs to make him the NFL rush leader. It seems like it doesn't, seem, doesn't take a rocket scientist to be like, let's kind of replicate what we did let's get for Josh last season. Who's working, yeah. Let's do it again. But it, the only weird part is we're back to six running backs again. Six, if you count a fullback. The Raiders have not practice squad guys, six guys on the roster as running back when Josh Jacobs gets every single one of your touches. Like, this, like that's such a weird build of the roster is how we have six running backs. Zamir White, like your you're big, you know, you're, you're the pick that was supposed to take over Josh Jacobs. How many carries did you have last season? It was less than 10. No, I think he had more than ten, but he didn't have very many. It was very. Yeah, he was like in the twenties. Was it? Was yeah, because he 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 get like, like, like a one or two carries a game. Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't a lot. Nothing. That's the only, that's the literally the only weird part of this signing is. All right, let's start let's start shedding some running backs. Like we could use those roster spots for some backup linemen. You know, it's very Jeez, weird. Please. Next up, Jerry Tillery, defensive tackle. Um, obviously a big, uh, high draft pick for the chargers, right? Yep. Um, 
we picked him up for pennies. Um, no contract details as of yet. But he seems like he reinvigorated his career a little bit. If we get him for pennies, great. Great rotational guy. Um, he seemed super motivated, right? Like after what happened with the Chargers, he's like, all right, I got to get my act together. He's got to keep his head together, though. He fucked up one game mm-hmm. with that penalty, waving the ball in his face. Yeah. Calm down, boy. Or knocking the ball out of Baker's it. hand. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. But, yeah. yeah I mean, he, he played well. He went in there and he played well. Um, I, I have no problem with this signing. And the last one, uh, is just coming in. So I don't have a tweet or anything, but Roderick Teamer is back safety. Another rotational guy starts off and on Rod Tima, Roddy Tima team. So Rod. That's, as of now, as of, um, Wednesday, the 15th at five 30 PM, that's basically all the free agent signings and re-signings that we've done. And it just feels sort of like. Nick Ziegler's hell-bent on making the passing offense something special, right? They're hell-bent on, like, let's get the guy I want. Let's spend money on another receiver. Um, let's see what they do in the draft. And then everything else, at least at least three with the three days that we have, right? We mm-hmm. haven't even drafted yet, still in the future. But the three days we've seen, and also kind of last season, too, they don't give a shit about line or defense. It's like, just throw bodies in there. And hope for the best. Hope hope the offense is so good and our defensive scheme is so good that we can put all the personnel and all the resources on skill players and everything else can just kind of hopefully not drag it down. That's what it feels like. It's it's honestly, I mean, I I hate to make these parallels, but when have you seen the Patriots have a big free agent signing on defense? Mm -hmm. Matthew Judon, probably the last one. Everyone else is 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 homegrown drafted, mm. um, so I, I that's what I see them doing. I see them going. We have twelve picks currently, uh, so I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. What shakes out after after the draft? Now, if he freaking drafts a bunch of running backs and wide receivers, then I'm going to be like, come on, really, come on, fuck, what the fuck's going on here? Mm. But yeah, it's it's just on par with what we've seen with the, with the Patriots. It's they want to build through the draft. They want to build young players to keep them under control. Um, and um, I, I I see what I see what's happening. It's I'm, I'm getting impatient because I feel that they were a lot better opportunity to get more, but players that would make more of an impact. Yeah. And we didn't get those guys. Now, offensively, I mean, we've shown it. We we looked at it. I mean, it was an eye opener for you last last show when we saw. Yeah, it's about fifty fifty. Half mm-hmm. the time you have a top ten defense, half the time you don't. When you yep. win the Super Bowl, but you got to have a good offense if you don't have a top three defense. Yeah. Even if you have a top ten offense, you still excuse me a top ten defense. You still need a really good offense. You need a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of. And another part we didn't bring up too is. Those are almost all Hall of Fame coaches as well, like the head coaches of all those last. We're talking about uh, two weeks, last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. We were going through like how you pay a running back. And since like 2007 or nine, something like that, like, forever, nine, yeah. 14, 15 years, something like that, the two. highest paid running back on the Super Bowl winning team was like two and a half million dollars. Two and a half million dollars, yeah. And like, almost all of them, it's like 750 or lower. And all the quarterbacks were more or less, not all of them, but most of them, like three or four weren't, were Hall of Famers. So mm-hmm. like, okay, there's the recipe. Also, they're almost all Hall of Fame coaches as well. So if we're going to be like, okay, let's put all our eggs in this one basket because that's what replicates Super Bowl, 
Garoppolo's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Josh McDaniels on a Hall of Fame coach. And we're paying our running back $10 million. <laughs> it's like we're yeah, doing we're, look, we do things the wrong way over here. We do things <laughs> you know what? You do you do things that way. Fuck your way. We do yeah, things. Yeah, we're our doing way. it our way, bitches. God <laughs> we do damn. it the Raider way. <laughs> it's just like I'm, honestly, I thought it was a good thing though. So not it wasn't about you know proving anyone wrong or anything like that. It's like dispelling a a, a, a narrative. Oh, you gotta have a top, you gotta have a top D to win. Yeah, you don't. You you can have a middle of the road defense and have a really good offense and win in this in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can we necessarily expect to win a Super Bowl every year? No, but we can make runs in the playoffs. Sometimes we're going to get first rounded. Like fuck, someone's going to pop us in the first round or whatever. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, are we in the are we in the playoffs three out of every four years? Do we make runs more often than we don't? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. That's what we're looking for, honestly. If you want to take a look at, okay, realistically, how is this going to shake out? Okay, that's how it's going to shake out. If if that that that's a win, is being getting deep in the playoffs, maybe maybe getting one or two in a, in, a, in like a four or five year span or whatever, but constantly being in the mix, constantly being one of the teams that's 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 looked at as a contender. Uh, when it comes to roster building, you're, there's there's two very rare situations that you're in, and almost everyone else is in the third one. The first one is like, you know, like like a win now mode, right? The Jets, mm-hmm. like let's go all in, let's let's sell away the future because we can win right now. Let's get Aaron Rodgers. We got a bunch of young guys. Let's you know let's let's win now. Let's let's sell the future to win now because you have a roster mm-hmm. for it. There's burn everything down and start over, right? You're rebuilding, like everything's so. All right, we got some some really good guys that we like, but they're expensive. They're just dying on the vine here. Let's trade them for draft picks and reinvest in the future, right? That's those are two. The vast majority of the NFL is let's just get better, right? We're got got we're not we're not going to rebuild. The Raiders certainly can't rebuild. Certainly not a win now team. Mm-hmm. It's not sell the future for now. It's not really a team that can rebuild because almost all of our expensive players are young dudes under thirty that you'd want as you're rebuilding. Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, you know, all these guys like they're they're young guys you want to rebuild. So let's just get better. It's just, it's just improve, get better. You, you need to have a plan, but it's just get better at every position. So, like, yeah, yeah you, you get better, and then, and then you, you hope that in getting better, you get that core group of young players that's going to keep you good for a while, and you can get on that track. You can get on that track of constantly going to the playoffs, constantly making runs. So then you can be in that, okay, now we can grab a couple of guys here and there to really put us over that edge and really bump us up to be that Super Bowl contending team. But you have to get you have to get on that track first. Which it feels like we kind of have that young core good group, right? If, like if we keep Jacobs for a while, Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, like we've got a got a pretty Colton Miller, like some young core guys that could could be that for us. Um so our good friends at Tape Don't Lie, Marcus Johnson, had a theory. And I want to make sure we give him credit for his. So, so we're talking about just kind of like, all right, what's their plan? I feel like, okay, just dudes on defense. Let the scheme do it and the work ethic take care of it. Just dudes on O-line. Let the scheme handle it. Put all your eggs into the offensive skill position basket. Um, and obviously, our special teams is absolutely tits. Try to go from there, right? Mm-hmm. What about timeline-wise? Marcus Johnson has a theory. Take a listen. Try to hop into Dave Ziegler's brain. I think that they're going to be cheap this year. They're going to try to draft as many players as they can. 
and then next year, so they, then they want to have cap space for next year. So if those young guys develop, whatever holes they still have, they could spend really high on those and bring. And then they could have a really good team in 2024. That's what I think their vision is. I don't know if Josh McDaniels is going to survive that, but I think <laughs> that, I don't know if Josh. Is I don't know. If I'm going to survive that. Okay, I'm prepared for it. I'm. I, Bro. I, I'm ready. I, I, I've settled down. I'm ready. BD's face when he was like, I don't know, Josh. I don't know. I'm going to survive. I don't know if I'm going to survive. What do you make of the theory, Shadow? I mean, that's that's going to be their theory every year. Like I said, they're going to want to be. You're not going to want to spend a lot, a ton of money on any one or two different guys. They're going to get these mid guys. They're going to get guys they can plug in, and they're going to want their drafted pay, players to be the stars. They want they want their homegrown talent to be yeah. the stars. Now, if there's a glaring need somewhere, then once they have a team like the Patriots defense has always been good. Did they need to have Matt Judon to have a good defense? No, they were going to be good, but he put them over the top, mm -hmm. right? And that's that's kind of what they'll do. Like if you could, if you can put our team into that elite status, they'll go and do that. We had a good offense already. Getting Devontae Adams should have put us in the elite part, a, a, a really good offense, right? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. But this team was built to be led by its offense. It didn't score as many points as we wanted it to. It wasn't as consistent as we wanted it to. But we still had pieces that were, were really good. Devonta Adams broke the uh, uh, receiving yards record for the team. And Josh Jacobs was the leading rusher in the NFL. So, like, you have those components to make a really good offense. So, when they can find that player to make us, bam, a really good part, a really good section, yeah, they'll do that. But they're not going to consistently year after year spend a ton of money on one or two different guys. Uh, there's parts to Marcus's theory that make perfect sense. One of them is timing. Um, you look at all the contracts and all the extensions that Ziegler gave last season, and it's a lot of them were kind of built to be three-ish. Like there's three -ish, some void yeah. years or some option years, but it's basically yeah. like, all right, here's our team, our core guys are like basically the next three-ish years. Um, they did go all out to win last season, didn't work. So now they're kind of like, all right, let's come back to Earth season two together. Pick up a bunch of draft picks, which they're doing. Like you said, 12 picks. Um, another third, et cetera. Clearly not spending a lot of money in free agency as of day three. I mean, they're spending then, money, but they're not spending any of the money on impact players. On impact, like, like top big money. They're, they're spreading it out. They're spreading it out. And so the timing makes sense with what Marcus is talking about. But this is the big problem is – we don't have Bill Belichick running this defense. We don't have someone that can just take a bunch of whatever dudes, a bunch of <laughs> Marcus Epps's and Robert Spillane's Tom Dick and Harry's and make them and make this a top five defense. Like, yeah. the So I, so Ziegler's trying to replicate again, you know what the, the Patriot way, the Mick Ziegler way Patriots West, whatever we're calling it, but you're missing the biggest asset to that defense. And that's Belichick. Mind, yeah, the mind of Belichick. So it's, again, still early, right? But if, I, that, I if, that's the, if that is the plan, it's you're missing a, the most important component. I still have optimism as it comes to Patrick Graham. Mm -hmm. He's talked about in the coaching world and in scouts and stuff like that. I heard a lot of glowing reports on Patrick Graham 
during the Senior Bowl mm-hmm. about how he was such a attention to detail, a good communicator, good coach, good motivator. The thing is, you have. To, I don't think that we really have a scope of how poor the talent on our defense was, mm-hmm. and the fact that we didn't have a ton of draft picks. We had a huge need on the line, and we used you know a couple of picks on the defensive line last year. I don't know why we're doing running, you know, you know drafting two running backs. I, I don't know what we're doing doing that. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I can't. I can't uh, you know explain that away, but the lack of talent that we had on that defense, even though they did perform better on paper, they didn't look that much better. And I mean, they 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 had splashier plays, right? You had the Amik Robertson fumble recovery against the Broncos. You had the Deron Harmon sealing the game against uh, I forgot who they did it against the, the pick six. You Chandler the, Jones putting Chandler his Jones. nuts, nuts. So you, you, you had those types of plays that we didn't have before. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we start building. Look, there was a lot, a lot of playmakers in this in this draft. What I was saying in, 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 my, in my live video on Monday was the three things I'm looking for. I want I want productive in college. Um, I, I want playmakers, right? And I want I want smart players. So I don't want these guys to have a lot of dumb penalties and shit like that. Don't, we don't need that here. We have enough of that already. Mm. So um, you know, smart, productive, and they have measurables, playmakers, right? And uh, we, we there's a lot of that. The secondary, I, I said it from the very beginning, even when the season was still going on, there's going to be a lot of secondary help in this draft, and it's deep. It's there's a lot of guys here. A lot of guys that were running in the four three four four range uh, in in the combine. I'm not saying that that's the end all be all, but when you look at somebody who's productive on tape, and you look at oh, in the combine, and, oh yeah, he's really fast too. That's that's what you want. You want to have the marry the two, right? Yeah. So it's 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 hard to say what's going to happen, and it's hard to be super encouraged because the draft hasn't happened yet, and you don't see where things are going to fit into play, but. It's 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 getting more and more difficult to be neutral because I'm I'm even starting to get when when I, I text you guys after we freaking I had my blow up yesterday because I got sick of all the freaking complaining. I'm like, dude, after all that, after all the shit about me saying, dude, freaking be patient. Then we signed fucking Dorset. I'm like, okay, now I'm getting fucking annoyed. We're not signing anyone on defense. I'm I'm more optimistic about Patrick Graham than I am. Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler only because Josh has been able to pick and choose who he wants. Like he's been able to put together his team more or less more so than Patrick Graham. And still we haven't still hasn't performed Patrick Graham. You're right. He's been thrown just a bag of recyclables and saying, all right, set set the dinner table. This is what I'm always looking for though, is what we have this conversation all the time. What direction are we going? Are we improving? If the defense was, bad this year but improving and better like okay that's a win you don't have you don't have the players they, to be were, they were better we didn't we did get some more splash plays we, we, we can have that conversation i think again i think the reason why maybe it looked better at times is we, we played eight of the nine worst offenses it was, in the league it's better and better man i don't know what i'm going to tell you it i mean that matters right like it was better, it week, is better dude week nine or but is it is it better that's going to carry on to next season like is it a, a better that's going to stick around it, it, or is it, it better because we're playing that's irrelevant offense. because our our, our personnel is going to be radically different. 
Is it? We just signed like so. four more dudes. Like we just re-signed a bunch of dudes that were on the team. I hope, it is. Well, I hope it is. I hope it is going to be. Look, the, we signed a safety. We signed a. We signed a, a linebacker and we signed a corner that we didn't have last year. Okay, and the 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 defensive tackle that we did sign back we had for like three games. All right, so there's that, and we have a ton of draft capital coming up. So I, I really do think that we're not going to draft that seven. I don't think that a quarterback is going to drop to us. I think we're probably going to trade back into like maybe the 10, 11, 12, 13 range around in there, not too far back. I think that's what we're going to do. And we're going to be moving up and down the board during draft, during the draft. But if this draft is not defense heavy, I have no excuses. I have, there's nothing to be said because we seem pretty much set offensively. A piece or two on the offensive line would be amazing. I don't think we need anything else other than drafting a quarterback. Look, we, 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of hopes in looking forwards. Patrick Graham, as a Raiders defensive coordinator, was no better than Gus Bradley. Like, bad defense, right? A lot of the same bodies. Can you make it work? And that's what we got him right. How who can make a ragtag group of renegades? Somewhat decent because he did it with New York, right? Did it with the Giants, the Giants defense vastly overplayed what they were, right? It's like, well, what's our strength? Let's play to them. Let's make it work. Patrick Graham couldn't do that, do that last season. We're optimistic he could do it next season, but so far he hasn't. And that's and that's been my criticisms, not give up moving forward. It's the track record currently on a one-season window is poor, Patrick Graham included. But Graham did get more scrap heapy than everybody Yeah, what else, did you right? give him? What did you more give him to the you know? But he, he couldn't do anything with it when Gus Bradley did kind of the same. We'll see what he does next season. Uh, so Derek Carr finally opened up about his side of the trade. The um, hell you he's, been doing, he's been doing his media stuff with the Saints as their new quarterback. And he talked about exactly what went on. He said, I was very willing to accept a trade, but I was only able to take talk to one team. I was only given permission to talk to one team. As much as I love and respect those guys, Dave and Josh over at the Raiders, how do I make that decision? When it's the only time in my career that I've been or could possibly be free. I can't possibly make that decision without being able to talk to other people, but I still almost made the decision. I felt so much love here, like I still almost did it. Does that make sense? How can I how can I commit to maybe my last team when I only have one option? I mean, I, I again I never said that it didn't make sense. Yeah. I just I just don't believe that he was ever allowing himself to be traded. Especially when his brother said exactly that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it makes sense for him. Of course, it does. Um, for a lot on, on a lot of different levels, like he said, to to be able to talk to more teams. Like you've said, why would you take away draft capital from your own team? Uh, it, it 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 makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah. And I I never I never begrudged his decision. Yeah. I, I was very annoyed at the whole, like, I, I, the, like I said, the dog and pony show. I was really mm-hmm. annoyed about all that. Uh, and that's that's really when I get annoyed is when it's like, dude, yeah, you're saying one thing, but everything I'm seeing is says different. But whatever, it's over it, now. It it comes to certain it comes to uh, situations that aren't that unusual to just normal human beings, right? Not professional athletes. Like it's important as as humans to take advantage of opportunities, right? He didn't get to choose to go to the Raiders. He was drafted, right? 
there were times when free agency, he could have said, I want to try free agency, but he was in a position where, no, I'm going to resign. I got a great deal or, you know, I'm familiar here. Like he never really truly got to see what the other 31 teams could offer him. Right. And so when he finally has that chance after nine seasons, maybe the, the only other team he's going to play for, maybe, who knows, you want to make sure he got it right. You want to make sure he took his time. That's not unlike everybody else. That's the thing with like a lot of people with opportunities is NFL starting quarterbacks have the world by the balls because there are more NFL teams than there are starting caliber quarterbacks. Tell me about it. Human beings should behave that way more. Like what happens if, you know, you lose your job? You're like, oh, I got to start making money. I got to, I got to go. Let me take the next thing available. Let me, you know, drive an Uber or whatever it may be. Right. And not often enough do people, because they don't have the same opportunities as NFL quarterbacks and like, you know, you know, people and courting him right away. People calling yeah. him right well, and, away. And, you know, Derek Carr wasn't worried that maybe he'd have to go on welfare and not feed his kids. He doesn't get a job, right? right. Like those, those other elements. It just goes to show you when you're freed of those things, the clarity of what you do next is so much easier, right? Like, yeah. it's so much easier. And you're like, look, I lost my job. I got money in the bank. My wife's working. Cody, what you I'm drank? healthy. Yeah. Like, let me spend six months seeing what I want to do instead of shit. Next opportunity I got, let me just go. Or, the paycheck. or you take a duck and hide. You just take a job and just don't really work at it. <laughs> and just half-ass it. That's the American yeah, it's way. Yeah, duck and hide, man. You just get a duck and hide. What was that? What was that? The Homer Simpson line? He's like, if you don't like something, you just you show up to work every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. That's the American way. <laughs> you tried your best and you failed. Moral of the story? Never, never try. try. <laughs> Ready to do some what up, windbags? Yes, sir. Victor Anguiano. If the Raiders are going to take a quarterback, I see them doing it in the second. If not, I see them trading up next year to get a top quarterback. That's kind of what I've been calling for. Get like a Hendon Hooker, real, real project, season or two work. Um, Look, man. If if you're yeah. if you don't have the quarterback you want this year, if if you have to give up too much capital and take away from the rest of your team. I say you wait and next till next year because look, I think we're kind of pumping up like the Will Levises of the world and the Anthony Richardsons of the world. There's there's two main uh, quarterback prospects in this draft. It's CJ Stroud and it's Bryce Young. Those are the main ones, right? Next year, there's like six at that level or higher. Five or six. So your chances of getting one of those quarterbacks or being able to trade up to get one of those quarterbacks at that level, maybe not the name, but at that level, let, let's just say there are 90-plus rating you know, projects, right, or prospects. Mm -hmm. There's going to be five or six of those next year. So your chances of landing one a guy at that level is much higher next year and wouldn't need nearly the capital to get. Plus – you have at least four of these teams who are going to be drafting young quarterbacks this year who probably are not going to draft another quarterback in the first round next year. So you have yeah. more of a chance of getting one of the a really top player. Because if you don't have a top two pick, going to number three is is, is idiotic, I think. Because yeah. it's it's Stroud, it's Young, and then there's also Rams, right? And just wait until next year. You want to draft a guy late? You want to draft like a Hainer or whatever. You want to draft that guy and just see what he can become further on down the line. Fine. 
I have no problem with that. But shore up the rest of your team. Shore up your defense. Wait until next year if you want to trade up and you want to see where you are. Do it next year when you have a better chance. The percentages are higher that you're going to get one of those top, let's just say as an example, you know, arbitrary number, a 90 prospect and above at quarterback because there are going to be a lot of them next year. This is the other reality too. Half of the first round quarterbacks drafted flop. Like even if you well, go up and get your guy, 50% of the time, like that 2018 draft, right? Baker Mayfield won, Sam Darnold three, Josh Allen worked, uh, Josh Rosen, flop of all flops. That's just, that's in top 10. The Rosen one. First, third, seventh, and 10th. One worked out. And then you had, you know, Lamar Jackson, the very last pick who obviously mm-hmm. worked out. But like, that's par for the course. Like, that's par for the yeah. course is that they just don't, they just don't work out. Right. And don't and worry that, about where you, where you are at the end of the season draft wise. Don't mm-hmm. worry about your number. The Bills traded up twice. They, they made the playoffs the year before. They won their division the year before. They, 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 oh, I know they win the division, but they made the playoffs. They traded up twice. I think they traded up to 12 and then they traded up again to seven to get their guy. So just because, you know, I, I mean, Kansas City was like 25 and they traded up to 10 to get Patrick Mahomes. Like, don't, don't cry for me, Argentina, if we actually fuck around and make the playoffs next year. Like, we can still, you know, trade up a couple of times and uh, and 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 target the guy that we want. Again, there's it's the, the percentages are so much higher, especially considering how many young quarterbacks are entrenched in their positions this year, and the young quarterbacks that are going to be drafted in the first round this year. I don't see an Arizona Cardinals team that drafted Rosen in 18 and then Kyler in 19. Like I don't see that happening very often where a team drafts a quarterback in the first round two years in a row. So all those teams that draft a quarterback this year are probably not going to draft a quarterback next year. TD Sly, Jimmy Gag, say bye-bye to those fourth quarter comebacks, and he isn't playing with the 49ers defense in Vegas. uh, How bad is our opportunity for fourth quarter comebacks? Going from Derek Carr to Jimmy G. I don't know that we're going to need... A lot that many fourth words carefully. Comebacks. I don't not know. Any fourth quarter comebacks? I'm not saying that. I'm, that it, I don't think it's going to be that big of a a part of our of, of our of our game anymore. Really, I don't think it is at all. But I, I think it, it, sh- it could hopefully be. But I think Jimmy G's not wired that way. I don't think he's wired like he's not clutch or any of that stuff. I don't think that at all. I think that he's much more steady than anything. Um, look. Derek, Derek Carr had a lot of fourth-quarter comebacks, man. I'm not going to take it away from him. Um, is that a quarterback stat? Do you want to call that a, that type of win a quarterback stat when you say wins and losses weren't a quarterback stat? I don't know. But I will say this. That type of scenario plays exactly into what works well for him. We all yeah. know that he's a training camp hero. He's a training camp Hall of Famer. When you're going against a prevent defense, he can dink and dunk you and move the ball down the field. When he controls the offense, that's part of his game that's really good. And he can get you in a field goal range. Yeah. I mean, close to 90% of those wins were not touchdowns. He got he us was, in a field goal range, and he did he did enough to win. And the kicker made was, the field goal great. We talked about this two seasons ago, even and and uh, three seasons ago. When he was at his best was when Gruden was just hands off. He's just like, let's just go fast, right? Like That's when he was at his best, when he's just kind of just commanding it, doing it willy-nilly, Keep the defense on their heels. 
that's when he was at his best, which is not Jimmy G. Well, the problem is too, too, too with, with, with that is when you need a touchdown, you get more, more so than not, you get the Bengals game. You don't get the comeback when you need a touchdown. If a field goal is needed to win the game, for sure, that's where he was at his best, getting us into field goal range. Jay's in Raider, last one. I will boycott if they sign Jimmy G. This is four days ago, two days before they signed Jimmy G. Picket signs, no. Boycott. No Jimmy G string. No to Jimmy G string. He's going to be out in front of the strip clubs that Jimmy G's in, just throwing tomatoes. Jay's in Raider, is that Rory? That sounds a lot like Rory. Jay's. I mean, it's a guy who has Raider in his name, his YouTube username, and he's saying he's going to boycott. All right, Jace. I mean, you don't have to boycott us, so check in. Let us know how that boycott's going. And that's, is, it, that's, is it real? That's part of the thing that just gets me so aggravated, and it's like, okay, who, look, I don't expect much, and I'm not talking shit. I don't expect, expect much from, like, the general public, Okay. It's like, okay, whatever. Like the masses, like Low expectations. One person can be smart. A group of people are really dumb. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get that. But we share all the information that we get, all the insider shit that we know and that we get, we share with Rory. And he still acts like that. Mm-hmm. That's what really irks me. And well, I was like, he, he doesn't, he never says boycott or I'm done with his team. He just wallows in. It's just how constantly it negative, 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 but I'm objective. Negative, 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 but I'm bought in. Negative, negative, negative. It's like, come on, bro. I, I, I'm, I, I can understand Rory, where it's like this thing that the Raiders did, I don't like. This thing the Raiders did, I don't like. This thing the Raiders did, I don't. He like. never likes anything because he never says he likes anything. What should he have liked in the last six months that he didn't like? That, like, what, what, what should he have liked in the last few months? You want me to go like back? I mean, give me some time to look, and I'll give you really good examples. Well, there, well, therein, li- therein lies my point. Is that even after off the top of your head, like what's like a what's a home run that this organization has done in the last few months? It's like, oh, they got now. There's things can work out. Like Jimmy Garoppolo could work out, right? Jacoby Myers could work out. But like the, a lot of a lot of things pro- could be great. But it's just like here's the problem with that with that question. The problem with that question is we're not, and I don't think at least we're making those big splashy moves. To like win now mode, let's do this right this second. It's like let's build, like they've been saying, let's do this the right way and build through young players and drafting smart signings. But the bad things are happening right now. The the things that he thinks are bad are happening right this second, as opposed to the things that they're doing. We don't know they're going to be good because we haven't played this season yet. And that's and this is the time for him to be angry, which makes perfect. But he's sense. always like this, dude. You that's, couldn't name that, one good things they've done the last few months. I think I that's named, telling. I, I've named a lot of good things that this regime has done, and you shit on every single one of them. Like what? I said they got Devontae Adams last year. They they got him. That's a we good thing this regime has done. Okay? I said well, that. okay. Again, you and I could have GM'd it and gotten Devontae Adams. It counts, right? Again, it's a knock again, in their again. Belt. There you go. There you go. Was, shitting and downplaying it. That's what is, I'm saying is, is you're it true or not? Is it, tr- is it true or it not? I say nothing. Is it true or not? Like, let's 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 deal in facts here. Like, you're like, oh, like let's, let's Look, shit on it. Here, well, there's something the issue that, that I have shit though, on, then shit on. RJ, the problem is when it's a black and white thing, you want to bring in shades of gray. When the shades of gray don't fit your narrative, it's all about black and white. 
When when you say they went from ten wins to six wins, that's fucking terrible. I'm, okay, well the defense got better than last year. Yeah, but they're playing. On, and then you look at all this other shit and shades of gray, dude. I'm saying is not everything they've done has been bad. Not, not, everything, not everything they've done has been bad. Okay, but, but the problem is, is when all I hear from somebody is complaining about the bad shit over and over and over again, but then they want to come and tell me with a straight face that they're bought in and they're being objective. That's what pisses me off. Well, you're an emotional guy. You're a pa- you're a, you're a passionate guy, and so you hear but you're not you're, like, you're not you're not hearing fucking you're not hearing me. No, no, no. He's not. Rory's giving you. And, and Rory's good at this. He's, he's like bullshitting is what he's doing. No, he's good. He's good at this. He'll write. I've, I'm on the text chain. He'll give you a novel of like these are the things I don't like and why. But because you're wired different, like Rory's like an engineering logical mind. You're an emotional guy, so all you're hearing is you're shitting on my team when he's no. saying here's A B C X Y Z of what I don't like. You emotionally say, oh God, like you're shitting on you're just shitting on everything. It's like I'm telling you what I don't like. Like you're just wired yeah. different. Here's the problem. The problem is, and I'll say it again, I don't believe the words that are coming out of his mouth because on the fundamental level, he's saying it's on the podcast I bought in. You can say you bought in till the cows come home. What are your actions telling you? Because you admittedly said not everything they've done is wrong, but I don't hear any of that. I don't hear any of the things that they've done right. All I hear is him complaining about the things that we've done wrong. So don't tell me that you're objective and don't tell me that you're bought in when all you do is point out the shit that they've done wrong because this hasn't all been bad. You know why? Because he's not on the pod. He's using the text chain to vent. You know what I'm saying? He's like, and, I don't like these the things. The thing is, is, look, I don't blow up right away, though. I, I give him the opportunity, dude. What, what are the what are the things that you're telling me that you're doing that you're being objective that you're? Oh, you listen hey, with your big heart. You need to listen with your big brain, and I think I think you'll be able to like handle Rory better if you're just like, all right, let's 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 break down each thing you don't like and discuss, as opposed to you're shitting on everything and I don't like it. I've tried that, and all it is is just bullshit. And then and then what do I get from that? I get oh, we didn't resign Stidham because Jared Stidham hates JMD. Where the fuck did you get that from? That's the kind of shit I it's get. It's a real possibility. It's a real possibility. Oh, God, dude. You don't think so? You're telling me it's impossible. You're impossible. That of he course That he didn't possible. want to play for Josh McDaniels. Of course it's possible. Because he got so little from the Broncos. Like, the Raiders easily could have matched that. He that little, man. He got a, he got a nice chunk of change. He, a he week ago, you said you were 95% sure Jared Stidham was going to. I said, what do you think he's going to be on? 90%? You're like, 95. I'm 95%. That's exactly what happened. Hold on. Let me finish. Exactly. You're 95% sure you'd be back on the Raiders. Something drastic happened. They signed Some, Jimmy G. We knew that we knew they were going to have somebody else too, right? Like we didn't know that. We didn't know draft, that. We knew they were going to draft somebody or yes. whatever it may be, right? Look, if they if, if Jimmy the Jimmy G role and the Stidham role would have been the same role. If you're planning on drafting a player in the draft, if you're planning on drafting a quarterback in the draft, you don't need Garoppolo and Jim, and, and Stidham. You do because Garoppolo is almost for sure going to get hurt. If you're comfortable with Chase Garbers, that's but then, you know it's like those the the, the Chase Garbers and, and and Stidham is the same role. Is the same role now? Remember when when uh, when uh, Ziegler talked about Stidham? Yeah, he saw some flashes, but hey, you know what? Bottom line, we still lost both of those games. Mm-hmm. So I don't. It, it sounds to me like he was overly impressed with his play. Uh, so it's, it's it's we don't we don't know what's going on on the inside, and I'm not saying I like the deal. I'm not saying I hate the deal. I'm saying it's just wild speculation. 
And that's what I, I, I get back. I, I think it's I think it's a realistic possibility. There's other possibilities, but I think it's realistic that of he's like. Of course, it's Look. realistic. Is it realistic? Yeah. I date a supermodel. Yeah, it's realistic. It's Stop. possible. Stop. No, it is that. That's you talked, you talked all. You, you talked multiple times how Derek Carr couldn't handle Josh McDaniels taking responsibility the way he coaches. Why is it so crazy that maybe Jared Stidham couldn't either? Stidham's been in the same system for a while, man. He had he no choice. Re- and he signed he was, with the he Raiders. Was drafted, he was he drafted and had to stay there. Raiders. His entire they career. In. in the entire career, he's had to be where he's told to be. Not drafted. true. Yes, it last is. Year, last year, he wasn't He wasn't on the Raiders before JMD got there? No, he was traded. He had no, he had no say in that. He was traded, Soto. He's only in the NFL gone where he's told. The very first time he had a choice, he chose... Not Josh McDaniels. Okay. Okay. So, right? so isn't it a possibility that like maybe there's some sign? And we heard all the stories from the Broncos players ten years ago when Josh McDaniels was there. Like they, they didn't like him, right? Like right around, baby. Right spin. Keep making. Keep putting that spin out there. Again, this is wild all, speculation. But the not speculation the, that Broncos players didn't want to play for him. The, the, the That's been documented. That Can you acknowledge is, that? It's when been you documented. put everything together. It's all negative, 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 negative. Now, look, I'm not saying – I even told you in the middle of the season when you asked me point blank, would you fire Josh McDaniels? And I surprised you by saying, yeah, I get fucking rid of him. I don't give a shit. Mm. I'm not like on this Josh McDaniels freaking train where like he's definitely the guy. The problem is is I'm not on the opposite end where you guys are, because, and then I'm seen as being that guy. You're doing exactly what Rory's talking about. I, I talked to very specifically – is it possible that Stidham didn't want to play for Josh McDaniels? And you're off on the whoa, you're just so negative. Like, no, 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 let's let's stay on you task. Let's, let's, let's stay on task. No, but if that's all I hear, if that's all I hear, RJ, is all you're negative, hearing is negative, negative, negative. All I'm saying is, can we discuss if Josh McDaniels drove Stidham away with his coaching? And you're just like, you're so negative. Let's talk about this. Oh, you're spinning shit. No, 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 no. Let's just stay in this little hole, this this one specific do, discussion do, do I'd like to have read the, read the without tweet. you getting emotional and flying it, off the handle saying it, it's all no, negativity. No, it's not about me flying off the handle. It's this wordplay that you guys use that's complete bullshit because he's not presenting it as an as as an opinion. He's not presenting it as a possibility. He's presenting it as fact. Okay. So in his opinion, so he says this is what's happening. And what you do is you say, I don't think that's what's happening. And this is why, because of X, Y, and Z. And we have a discussion and hopefully we have fun and we learn something. But you turn yeah. it into, you're so negative. I'm going to leave the chain. You're always spinning. It's like, okay, now we went nowhere. Tell me where I'm wrong. Right there. And that you're always negative, always spinning. I just okay. want to have a Jared Stidham discussion. And you you won't. You turn it into, you're just negative all the time. Yeah. I think that's the best way to end this podcast. Kind of sums up, sums sums us it's up. It's fucking infuriating, <laughs> dude. It's infuriating that I have to listen to that shit all fucking day about this fucking team, this and this regime, that blah blah. Over and this over, is literally and my over point. And over. This is literally my point. This is literally my point. Not we can't have. I don't want to hear that shit over and over again. Man. You're turning it into something bigger than it is. I don't want to hear it anymore. And I've told you guys that I'm. And there, and that's this exactly shit. my point. That that's exactly my point. Hey, do you think that I don't want to hear it anymore? Coaching? Yeah. That I don't want to hear the fucking constant negativity anymore when we haven't even played a fucking game. We haven't even gone through the fucking draft. See, I'm you're emotional. You've turned this into this conversation that it isn't. Is it possible that Stidham left because Is he didn't want to play Is it possible that I don't want to hear the negativity anymore constantly over and over these fucking novels of negative bullshit? I don't want to hear it anymore. So you want I us don't. to pretend that everything they're doing is good? Like, I'm not what do you saying want to do? that. But if you want to be 
presenting something, present it in a more objective way if you're going to present yourself as being objective. It's constant just pounding bullshit. And it's not like I, I'm, I'm like pulling all for this regime. I'm look, I'm staying patient. But it's like, dude, I don't want to be hearing all this fucking bullshit anymore. I know. But I can't have a simple conversation about Stidham without you turning it into this. It's not a simple conversation about Stidham. It, it is. It's a very Stidham simple conversation. We're not, conversation. Me and Roy aren't the only different. two people that, th Look, that think this could be a, a real situation here. RJ, the, this conversation is not a Stidham conversation. This is it a is. Josh McDaniels conversation. You, you turned it into something bigger than it is. Okay, finish. You did. I want, I want to be able to say something. Okay. This conversation can definitely be about Stidham, but it's not. It's framed as a Stidham conversation, but it's actually hiding the fact that it's a Josh McDaniels conversation. Because part he of hates Josh McDaniels, that's why Stidham chose to leave. So Stidham is not the point of this story. It's his hate for Josh McDaniels and why, because he's our head coach. This is why you get that upset, because you're not listening to the words of Rory. You're listening to what you think Rory means, and that's, that's why you're true. getting upset. That's not true. That's literally what you just said. You said Rory's not saying this; he means this. Like, listen to yeah, his that's words. That's what he's saying, though, dude. Listen to his words and respond to his words. Do you want to read his tweet? Do you want to read it? I've read it. The, the, I don't. I don't understand where you're coming from. You just said he doesn't mean that. You said, "Oh, he's trying to be a stim conversation," but what he really means is he hates Josh McDaniels. It's like, no. Listen to his words and react to his words. All right. I think everyone who is listening turned this absolutely off. Absolutely ridiculous. These it's conversations ridiculous that we're having this freaking conversation here. It is because you it's flip out and make ridiculous. it bigger than it is. Okay, it's all my fault. See, this is again more. Oh, poor no. me. It's all my no, fault. No, it's, it's all my fault. I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to talk about it anymore. That's the problem. I don't want to get into these endless fucking things about how shitty everything is. Neither do I. You turn down. it into, why do you say everything shitty? You turn it into this conversation. I okay. never turn it into this if conversation. Somebody is you saying always do. constant shitty things and constantly the, the fucking sky is falling over and over every single time we do anything. And I point that out. Then it's my fault for pointing it out. Let's do an experiment. Never bring up that. Oh, you're just trying to make everything shitty and see how often this conversation happens. Okay, so what what are you taking away then? So if if it's all on me, because obviously it's all on me because I'm the only one that's changing something. What are you going to change? What is Rory going to change? Nothing. So let's see what exactly. happens. Exactly. So let's see if it's you. Because doing anything wrong. So let's okay, see if fine. it's us or let's see if it's you. Fine. Because if we had this conversation again, I've already blocked you guys. It wasn't you. Well, fine with me. Right. Listen to the I, words. I, I did the RJ, RJ in-game fucking uh, uh, technique blocking during the game. I blocked you guys on Twitter already. I never blocked you guys. I stand engaged because I'd be in two-hour conversations. You blocked me during the games. You, oh, I, I, I mute. I mute during Yeah, games. you mute me. Yeah, whatever. Same games. shit, but yeah. I don't leave the conversation. I mute. I don't know which one's more passive-aggressive or which one's like a bigger dunk. The mute or the, or the leave. <sighs> the, the mute and then coming back. I well, because I, I want to know what you, I genuinely want to know what you say during the game, but I know that if I'm just doing that all game, it's going to take, it's going to take everything. Fire you up too much. Well, it's going to be the whole game. It's That's how be, I feel now. It's like my whole entire life. I can't even enjoy this free agent period because all I'm hearing is the same shit you don't want to hear during the game. Just do me a favor. 
I will try my best. That would be great. Seriously, just do your best. Is like, don't say, oh, why are you being so negative? And see if our conversations are more fun. And then do your best to say like, okay, you said this statement. Let me address literally just that statement in those words and not assume you mean something else. I think you'll be a much happier person and this show will be much better. And our, and our text chain will be more fun. I don't really care about the text chain, to be honest with you. I do. It was fun two years ago. And then we started the podcast. <laughs> well, dude, it's like, it's, it's just, now I, now I definitely do understand why sportscasters say that they don't have a rooting team anymore. Mm-hmm. Now I understand it. Although I'm still, because I mean, we're focused on the Raiders, so of course I'm still going to root for them. But if we were doing just an NFL podcast, I can see how you can definitely like. I, I think it's more because they want to look objective, right? Like when you have like like when Adam Hill or whoever Vic Tabor comes on, like the true journalist, like an actual, you know, like a beat writer journalist, not like a fan, like you know, Marcus Johnson, B.D. Williams, Sinji. Like we're we're fans that are that are making content, and we're fully admit it, right? Yeah. Tafer Hill, they're like, no, no, we we are objective journalists. And we will be here. Gotta as have such. Vic on soon, man. Vic, Vic, Vic is putting some fire out on this on this in his Twitter lately. We gotta get him my, on soon. My my point being is, it's it's less because like I think they get too fired up. It's more, I need to be looked at objectively, right? Like I can't yeah. be I can't be a fan and have my Big J journalism hat on. So they're like, no, no, no. I just have to stop watching. All right, uh, free agency still firing. Day three will be all wrapped up by the time you guys hear this, and probably something will happen new by the time you guys hear this, and we will be right there addressing it all. Uh, I should be in London because the UFC is out there. Not. So we'll be able to crank out everything we need to for uh, for this free agency period. Stop can hunting. What's that Can hunting. What's canned hunting? It's like sport sport hunting of uh, of wild animals. It's fucking dumb. So, um, in Africa, the reserves that are there, they are overwhelmingly funded by sport hunters. So, like an American will be like, "Here's thirty grand. Let me go hunt a hippo. Let me hunt a giraffe. Let me hunt a zebra or something." Those things cannot function without the money that comes from sport hunting. And so it's one of those weird, like, it's a weird dichotomy, man. Yeah, it's like, it's like those uh, five-year-old Muay Thai fighters in Thailand. It's like, oh, how how could they possibly have these six-year-olds fight each other? It's brutal, man. It's because brutal. if they wanted, they wouldn't eat without it. Yeah, like they'd be living on the street if they didn't have a bunch of like forty-five-year-old chain-smoking dudes gambling well, on dude, the seven-year-olds fighting. Five-year-old getting knocked out cold. You're just like, oh god, what you're am like. I- it's it's a weird like lesser of two evils. Yeah, like society's Dude. got a major problem, and this is kind of like. Did you see that documentary? Uh-huh. These kids wake up before school and they do their five hundred kicks on the bag before school. They Ten go mile school, run. Fucking, they go to school and yeah. they go to school a lot of times like in their freaking Muay Thai school. Like that's like the, the same. School, the school can own them. Yeah, like, the school like, owns the, them. They the, own the, their rights. The, 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 the gym literally adopts the kid. Yeah, but they got a place to sleep, three meals. When the alternative, the family doesn't have to take care of them. Luckily, they're boys. If they were girls, fucking turn into prostitutes or fucking steal. Like, it's a fucked up country, man. It's yeah, and it's man. it's super. But I really want to go. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Thank God it is, so I can live like a king for seven dollars a day in Bangkok. Until I do that, no gun wood if you're with me.